You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week are Tina Amini. Hi, everybody. Sam Claiborne. I am joined. And Justin Davis. Scoop. we got a great show for you this week. We'll talk about uh, the games that have been revealed to be included in the all-new PlayStation Plus when it launches next month. And that also inspired us to sort of uh, come up with our own top 10 lists of our favorite PlayStation 4 games of all time. But first, I have an announcement. I'd like to make. I'm actually on vacation this week. <laughs> what? I took, I took a week off uh, to, you know, just to get some downtime before the big event season that's going to be starting next month mm-hmm. uh, before things get really busy. I didn't go anywhere. I'm just having this little staycation. Saw nice. Doctor Strange 2 yesterday. Loved it. We were just talking about that. I know where uh, this is going. I'm sorry? I know where this is going. Do you really? Do you think? <laughs> yeah. But something happened during my vacation this week that I had to come to GameScoop and let Scoop Nation know. Uh-huh. Ladies and gentlemen, I, Damon Hatfield, beat Elden Ring. Whoa. Congratulations. Yay. I did it. Seriously, congratulations. How does it feel? Oh, man. It felt great. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what else there well, is. This is actual footage of Damon beating Elden like Ring. Like in a relief way? <laughs> this or is not true. like in a no, I, I felt- accomplished quite a bit way? Uh, well, I've heard both from fans. And uh, in, in the I, I've accomplished quite a bit way. Nice. For sure. I totally agree with the 10 out of 10. IGN gave it. I, it's, it's one of my favorite games of all time. It's like such, I have so many cool memories. So many, I feel like I went on an adventure. So many <laughs> cool moments happened during my time with Elden Ring. It was just, I, I, it's been well documented, the, the complete 180 that I did on this game. But man, uh, it's, uh, 160 hours. I put into Jesus it. Christ, that's yeah. so long. <laughs> so that's like, too many. And I was I was totally up front. I was cheesing any enemy I could in the game, but I couldn't cheese any of the late game bosses. Mm. I, I just just either wasn't a method or not with like my specific <clears throat> build that I was using. So mm. from the fire giant on, I had to beat them all legitimately. And some of them were so tough. The Godskin duo took me an entire week to beat just that one boss fight. That fight is absolute horseshit. It's two bosses you have to fight at the same time. They share the health bar, but when you take them, when you defeat them both, their health bar isn't fully diminished. So they come back and you have to beat them again. It's like, (laughs) it's probably the hardest boss fight I've ever fought in my life. Anyway, so I did it. Damon, uh, what's your advice for people that bounced off this game the first time? How, How should they take the first 10 hours? Like, what would you tell them to do? I would say, uh, absor- look, you know, utilize as many like internet resources as you can for like 
you know, guides, use maps. Uh, I, I found a lot of success with the samurai uh, class. You start out mm-hmm. with the great sword. I think I used that beginning sword halfway, you know, halfway through the entire wow, game. Wow, that's incredible. Didn't you like respec or restart a new character or something like that? Am yeah, I, am I yeah, I did. Wrong? Yeah, yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then just you basically, whatever class you, just, you, you choose, maybe one of my s- small complaints of the game is that 90% of the loot you find in the game is not useful to you because of the build that you have. So like there's just so many things, so many places to go that you just, you just don't need to go. There'll be these minor dungeons that where after you beat the boss, the, your reward is like a great shield that you have no use for. <laughs> so I would say, so, look up stuff that's going to be specifically useful to your class and the way that you want to play the game. Find out, you know, you can, you can easily find out where those items are located. That sort of thing. Oh, and then there's, uh, there's all these great places to rune farm, uh, even very early on in the game. Mm-hmm. Was that and the much Burger King King? Yeah, I love those guys. <laughs> Terrible. Um, so what, what character class is the best, uh, I mean, Damon, for those of us that might also be considering redoing their, their builds? And their <laughs> I would recommend Samurai. But of course, that's my... I've only put... Uh, this is my only really FromSoft game that I've ever spent any significant amount of time with. So like, my whole experience now is just with Samurai. I started with Vagabond, I think, the first time uh, I only played like for 10 hours and then I respect, mm-hmm. right, restarted the game as Samurai. Okay. That's what I would recommend. And I'd like to play Hot Fellow. Sword sounds good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great starting sword. And then uh, with, its, with its special ability, you can one shot kill a lot of the early enemies. So it makes the early first hours much more. Uh, That's great. Good tip. Poss- possible. Probably easier to grind up too. Yeah, for sure. Um, sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah and I want. I even want to play. I, I I beat it earlier this week, and I haven't played it since. But I do want to play it some more. There's new game mm-hmm. plus and all that stuff. Because I'd like to see. I'd like to try it with like a, a spell uh, caster build, like some sort of a magic user build. See just how the game plays like that. Oh, that's, that's the real I cheese. Did. I mean, if you summon helpers and then just punt enemies with magic, like that's the way that I played the game before I bounced off it, and it yeah. didn't feel hard. And not because I'm super skilled, but just because. You know, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like you're engaging with the game like the way that it's like intended to be played, which is yeah. which is fine because you're still getting to enjoy this beautiful world and so on and so forth. But like, yeah, that's 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 what I would recommend if someone's really looking for sort of like an easy mode. Mm. I didn't feel like it was so easy mode because I'm also playing astrologer, yeah. which is a magicy based class. And yeah, yeah, that was mine. Um, you just have such limited usage of of those uh, starting abilities, those starting spells. <clears throat> you mean just because of your? You gotta, like, yeah, because you have like very limited. Um, Mana? What do they call it in Elden Ring? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I'm blanking on it too. The blue bar. Blue the blue bar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to level up and put points into uh, mm-hmm. mind. I think is what the, they call it. Anyway, Elden Ring is an amazing game. I'm glad I, I stuck with it. Now it's one of my favorite games of all time. People, a lot of people compare it to Breath of the Wild. Uh, I love, I love them both. I love both Elden Ring and Breath of the Wild. They're different. Breath of the Wild is a much more chill game. Elden Ring has no chill. No. Do you like you it better that? than uh, Mega Man 2? What's up? Do you like it better than Mega Man 2? Um, wow, that's tough. I have to, I'd have to spend a few weeks thinking about that. <laughs> okay. Meditate we'll on be here. This. We'll be here. Meditate on this. I will. Let's move on to the news of the week. Big news this week. Uh, Sony revealed a lot of the games are going to be included in all new PlayStation Plus in the extra and premium tiers. Apparently, these aren't all the games, uh, mm. but they did reveal quite a big list 56 ps4 and ps5 titles confirmed for the extra tier and then an additional 60 uh classic catalog games for the premium tiers and i don't know if you guys have had a chance to take a look at this but i think the the ps4 and ps5 games that are included in the extra tier are looking pretty good that's like really really strong list of games and i think if anyone were jumping into the playstation ecosystem not having played these games you could subscribe to the playstation plus extra tier and i think you're good to go they make it so confusing. Like I, know, I, can't, I know, I'm I know. like, and they all. I just, I don't. It's just a weird. I, I guess I don't want to like. It's a really, really great announcement. That's really exciting. But me as a video game fan and player, I read IGN's news story. I read the announcement. I'm like, this is confusing. Like I, I, I need to like, I need to see it like on a grid, like laid out in front of me. I think instead of just like a bulleted list of text. Yeah, and the t- the tears are confusing. I um. 
I, uh, we, we had, we had ran these on the site this week. We have this new feature playlist and, um, we did these, um, lists of these games. And then what's cool is you can sort them by review score when you do mm. that. And so mm. we have like a, I'm looking at them right now, but we have a list of the, the premium tier classic games and then a list of the premium games. And I just sorted them by like, you know, best to worst. And like, it's really cool to see it that way. Cause you see like, there's five games that got a 10 in the uh, premium tier list, you know, which is awesome. That's Red a, Dead. That's two last of yeah. us part two celeste last of us part one and god of war like that's amazing right and then it goes to 9.7s from there <laughs> that's a great use of playlist by the way that's exactly i, I didn't even realize i was setting you up that way because that's exactly what i was describing yeah i'm still checking to you guys but i, I yeah I, I, we ran them like in a little you know homepage thing this week where it's like compared to the, and then we did the xbox and switch ones too so those are out there now they're, they're really fun to compare that way it's, I just want to clarify: The Last of Us Two is actually not included, but it's The Last of Us Remastered and Left Behind. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Last of Us. Okay. But still, got it. It's a, it's a really great. It's a great list of games. Uh, some uh, some notable ones for me was Bloodborne is in there, which actually maybe I should try Bloodborne. Yeah, right. Now that, now that I, I mean, now that I'm an expert at FromSoft games, <laughs> uh, Dead Cells is, is in there. Death Stranding. Both uh, mm-hmm. Tina and Sam are big fans of that one. And then the Demon Souls remake for PS5, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut is in there. God of War 2018. Both Gravity Rush 1 and 2. Hollow Knight, which, Sam, did you ever finish that? Uh, I got really far in Hollow Knight, and now it's not like riding a bicycle, so I'm totally screwed. Oh. Like, I, I like yeah. I love it. I, I knew exactly what I was supposed to do, and I played it for hours and hours and hours, and I was like, I have to play something for work, and then I was just like, I can't play this game anymore. <laughs> The games, the games that most like, obviously, like Ghost of Tsushima, like it's awesome that you can play that. You can play Shadow of the Colossus, Red Dead Two. Like those games deserve to be the headlining games. But for me personally, I already own those games and I've already played those games. And like the ones that caught my eye were like, like literally just the other day, I was like, I have an urge to play Patapon. Like I want to play Patapon. Mm-hmm. And like you can't, you can't. Like I don't have, yeah. you know, I don't have the system anymore. And like those sorts of like good but deeper cut like loco roco and patapon were the two that i was like yeah let's go it's really cool those that are, those are included yeah those are in the premium tier mm-hmm. not just the, the extra tier which i uh, <laughs> summarizing oh sorry I, no, that's why it's that's why it's confusing yeah it really um, is but some of the other big ones in the extra tier uh horizon <clears throat> zero dawn both infamous second sun and first light guardians of the galaxy brand new awesome game spider-man and miles morales Mortal Kombat 11, which I recommend uh, just playing the single-player story mode. It's great. Red Dead Redemption 2, Returnal, Shadow of the Colossus, Last of Us Remastered, and Left, and Left Behind, and then Uncharted 4 and the Nathan Drake Collection. And that's not even all. That's just like a, a handful that stood out to me. So like, yeah. it's a really, really strong list of games. But like Justin said, any hardcore PlayStation fan mm-hmm. has probably played most of those, right? On the less AAA scale, I must say Outer Wilds and the Artful Escape. Incredible experiences, too. Mm-hmm. No, I, I know Outer Wilds, but I don't know much about Artful Escape. It's very narrative-driven, um, so it won't be everybody's cup of tea, but it's gorgeous, and there's a lot of music involved. It's a little bit like Guitar Hero with a narr- like a storyline behind it, to mm-hmm. be incredibly reductive, of course. For the people who have played it, they would, I'm sure, not explain it that way. But for people who haven't, that's your entry point. Oh, look at that. Nice. Thanks, Tayo. Oh. Yeah, there's like there's a pretty good integration of like this person's a guitar player and related to like like a Bob Dylan in the universe and you know you know what is what is his role in the world it's I, it's interesting. Yeah, it's it's very much like a kind of um, identity self discovery kind of story. You know his connection to music mm-hmm. and you can kind of um, pave your own path in some ways. But there's some interesting characters and uh, and some interesting voice actors actually some celeb names behind some of those voice actors a good experience it's short everybody should play it just by virtue of that so the extra tier is it's it's the the game lineup is good enough to be like a no-brainer to me if you if there's probably even you know a handful of games in there that you'd like to play (laughs) but the premium tier is a different story i think that i think that the lineup of classic games ps1 through ps3 and then psp uh it's a little underwhelming oh i think it's so cool i mean yeah you know wow well, uh, yeah, I mean, your point of like, no, you can't compare like Ape Escape <laughs> to like God of War, uh, you know, or like Ghost of Tsushima. But like, again, just speaking for me personally, like I've been feeling really nostalgic for that, like PS1 era and like just the number of games that like I haven't thought about the game Intelligent Cube 
in like a decade, right? But like it was on my mind recently. And then to see that it's in this subscription service along with like Art the Lad and Mr. Driller and like Jack and Daxter. And, you know, it, it's it's a it's a lineup of games that was put together by somebody that like has a good sense of that era. And like, it's not, it, it is missing, you know, you know, there's no Crash Bandicoot. Like it's mis- missing a lot of stuff, but it has some like deep cuts that I'm like, yeah, I totally want to play Hot Shots Golf again. Like, it's got good. Hot Shots Golf is a good one. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned uh, Intelligent Cube, which is cool. Cause I don't, I think that's a game that everyone played <laughs> on a demo disc. And no one actually owned. It's got like it's got like Tekken two like I don't know like no it's not like if you were to list like must have PS one games it's all these games that sort of orbit around the periphery of like it it, like it's hidden gems is what I would say yeah it's hidden gems Bioshock and Borderlands (laughs) those are in there because they're like remastered there there was a strange like caveat as to why those are included in the, um, in the classic games do you want to hear what the top games are by review score in that package it's jack yes. 3 jack 2 which i don't recommend honestly i know people like those games uh ape escape siphon filter and jack and daxter and then after that it goes down to uh ape escape 2 and dark cloud and a few other things but yeah. i also have the worst games in okay. both collections i just sorted by so we have uh the worst classic games are Jumping Flash, which was in the PlayStation um, Mini. Remember that? Was yeah. It, oh, yeah. yeah. Top-down bunny hopping game. Very, it's either a PS1 launch game or a very early game. Yep. And then we have Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. The, uh, the, 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 is it Re-Reckoning? Yeah, yeah the Re-Reckoning. The new one, right? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's a six. And then oh. uh, uh, Tekken 2 and Super Stardust HD seem to be the, the lowest rated ones in the sixes. Oh, man. Still, Super Stardust HD is... Housemark six point five. Like, though. Uh, I wonder. Man, That's I thought, okay. Not people likes that game. Yeah, and then uh, then on the uh, the overall other you know, not retro game list, we have a Naruto game at five point five, Knack <clears throat> at five point nine, Destruction All Stars. Remember that one at six. Oh. Um, and then I don't remember this Fantavision at six point five. That's that was a PS2 launch game. That's the fireworks game. Oh, that's we well, were just talking about that. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know. So now, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Tina. Tina, what did you make? What do you make of the the premium tier list classic games? Um, I mean, it seems like shorter than I had anticipated, but I mean, they also said specifically that this wasn't the full list, right? So we're anticipating more. Yeah, to come that's, in. That's what's yeah. so yeah. like. Again, I don't want to be like. I'm actually. I like Sony's announcement, and so I, I already like. I'm going to get criticized for coming off as too negative, but like they announced, like it's going to be 600 games, and they announced like 150 mm. of them, and I'm like, why? <laughs> like, what? You have these complicated tiers. You know, you're only showing us a fourth of the games. Like, it's just I, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with the way that this is rolling out. I don't agree. I with think it. some of them are funny too, like. Is Bioshock and Borderlands under that list? Yeah, yeah. they're in the classic games. Yeah, yeah. are they? Because it's are the they Bioshock collection. Games? Yeah, it's the Bioshock collection. It's the Bioshock collection, which includes what, games from that gen- from like the PS3 generation. Yeah, and same. I guess thing I with didn't consider them classic in that sense, like timeline wise. I know, like classic and quality. I'll say. <laughs> If we're, if we're doing that definition yeah. it's it's yeah. tough it's tough to stack it up next to game pass isn't it like the higher tiers are significantly more expensive what are they almost twice as expensive um you know you don't get the day and date new first party releases but the back library is arguably bigger and stronger i would say so it's like okay so it's more money and you get better older games but not as many newer games and it's like it it, it it's it's tough. Like I don't feel like I can put them. It's not like a one to one comparison. And neither is the Switch set, right? Yeah, it's just, it's really interesting. Yeah, you get a Worms in here. Are those games fun? Yes. There's so many of them. Yeah. Some of yeah, them true. are, and some of them are, and some of them aren't. I don't know. I, true, I can't true. keep them straight. Yeah, like, worms I, can, yeah I can't even remember. Like Worms Armageddon, I played quite a bit. I remember, oh, yeah. but I played yeah. some more classic ones than that too. I can't. Yeah, vouch. there are so many. The Worms World Party box art looks vaguely racist, so I'm, I'm not sure about this. The, uh, there's some other deep cuts that I think are fantastic. Uh, the Gravity Rush series are is really oh, yeah. good, and Gravity yeah, Rush yeah. 2, I love it. I could play it like all the time. It's an amazing, like fun, playable game. And then people love Tearaway, and I never got to play that. I'm really excited yeah. to check that out. Yeah, that's the great. Tearaway is cute. Mm-hmm. 
A lot of good. I'm really excited about a lot of these retro games, as I said. But like, you know, as they ease and I look at this list more, it's like Dark Cloud 2. It's like that game rules. Like, like I'm I'm pumped. I don't know, man. There's just so many missing. There's no Symphony of the Night. There's no Metal Gear Solid. There's no Tomb Raider. There's no mm. Resident Evil. No Resident Evil at all. I mean, I, yeah, Legacy of Kane. There's just so many of those of those great PS1 games are just not on here. What is the same with what's Infamous First Light? It was the like, I think I don't know if it's, it was an expansion to Second Son. <clears throat> okay. Was that with a standalone DLC? I think right. I think so. Yeah. So. I'm really glad Tokyo Jungle is on the general oh, list. Yeah. That's a good one. Like, That's what a, a random one. game a lot of people forget about uh, since we haven't seen one in some time. But it's yeah. like goofy and, and different and cool. Um, yeah, but there's like, uh, there are so many cool uh, PlayStation Network games from the PS3 era that are actually exclusive to the platform that I, I can't imagine why they wouldn't put them on there. Critter Crunch Horde was a game where you're a dragon, you're hoarding your gold. Uh, that oh, was that actually a really cool. cool game. I don't remember that. The last... Yeah. The Last Guy, Pain, Shatter, Soldner X2. These are all PlayStation Network exclusive games. Yeah, The I Last Guy. I really like Pain. Yeah, Pain was fun. I like That's Pain, and, and I like The Last Guy. I have both those games on my PS3. Yeah. Missing. Missing from the list as of right now. Anyway, I think the, the extra tier looks really, really good, really solid. But the, the classic tier, I don't know. It's working for Justin. Not really working for me. It, it is expensive. Like it's working for me in the sense that I'm like, you know, it makes me smile when I see the game list, but it's just, it's a lot of money. So I don't it know. We'll see. Anyway, the all new PlayStation Plus launches next month. Speaking of PlayStation games, <clears throat> let's check in with listeners. Hey listeners. Well, hi. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Christian did. Christian says, since last-gen consoles are slowly, slowly fading away, would the Scoop panel like to decide together a top 10 games they enjoyed on Xbox One and PlayStation 4? Maybe we leave off newer games that launched on new and old-gen recently. Mm-hmm. Christian, the truth is I could probably count the number of games I played on Xbox One on one hand. <laughs> uh, I, probably, I think I played Metal Gear Solid Five, probably Rise of the Tomb Raider, um, and then probably some Witcher 3. I think that was it. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if like if you were to like divide the hours played by like the cost of the console. It's like yeah, the Xbox yeah. One has got to be like my most <laughs> really it's expensive. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, but for PS4, I actually did put together a little list of my own. I, did anyone else do their homework? Yeah, I did. But you just named yeah. all my games. <laughs> there were a lot in the in the um, PS Plus uh, package too. That's, a lot of redundancy. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Then okay, Tina, what's yours? Um, I mean, it's a it's a huge smattering. The, the stuff that has an overlap is like Red Dead Two, for instance, and Control mm-hmm. made it on there. I don't know if that's considered like one of the more recent crossover ones, like Jedi Fallen Order, also kind of recent crossover. I'll um, allow it, right? Um, what else? Uh, oh, uh, and then some obvious ones that Scoop has heard me talk about quite a bit, like Inside. Um, I have oh, Dishonored Two on here. I did, I did play Inside <laughs> on Xbox One. There you Remember. go. <laughs> Um, what, what was the, two. Mm-hmm. What's what's the other game that the Inside developers made? Limbo. 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 Yes. No, that was the first one. Inside was the follow up. Uh, Yakuza like a Dragon. Outer Wilds is another repeated one. Um, I don't know if Master Chief Collection counts, mm-hmm. uh, but some of those games. Just, did I already say Dishonored Two? The Last of Us. Spider Man. God of War. Did we, you're getting me panicky. I thought we were supposed to make a PS4 list. That's what I did. Oh, but I just I w- made an overall like last oh. gen list. Got it. But most it. of those are PS4. That's what games. I thought the homework assignment was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Top ten last. You gen. guys go. Yes. <laughs> it's a great okay. list. Okay, Sam. You already said all mine. I mean, I really only care okay. about Metal Gear Solid Five, Witcher Three, Red Dead Two. I think Metal, Metal, Metal Gear Solid Five is a game that like is now being a little bit looked over or forgotten about, or even uh, has had people turn on it a little bit. And I think that experience was so much fun, <clears throat> and I loved playing. I love, I love Metal Gear Solid Five. It's the only Metal Gear I like. Really, I like Peace Walker too. What about Metal Gear Acid? I've never played that. What is that? Is uh, that bonus levels? No, I have, I have both of them on the PSP. Yeah, the PSP. Is it a? It's like turn-based strategy. They're like no, they're like card games. It's oh, crazy. Card games. It's like a tactical card game. <laughs> they're insane. 
That's funny. Cool. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, Justin, what's your list? Uh, I mean, the two, there's two real standouts from last gen and that's God of War and that's the witness. And not only are they my favorite games from last gen, but they're among like, I haven't, I haven't done like an audit of like, what are Justin's favorite games of all time, but they would definitely be high up on that list. Um, you know, and when I'm reflecting on last gen, like, you know, I liked persona five, but I didn't finish it. I liked metal gear five, but I didn't finish it. So it's like, these are games that I have fond memories of the witcher is the same, but like, you know, did I like them as much as I thought I did? Like, you know, when a game really sinks its claws into me, like the witness, that was all I did. And all I thought about until that game was finished. And I'm still thinking about it years later. And, um, you know, that's not to take anything away from these other big AAA games that made a mark on last gen, but none of them, none of them, I feel like work their way into my personal video game canon, like God of War or The Witness did. Um, all right. Well, even though I'm going last, I think I have several on here that still haven't been mentioned yet. My This is my top 10 PS4 games. Coming in number 10, Slay the Spire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fantastic game. The only reason it's still down so low on my list is I'm actually not super crazy about the art style. As you can see right here. Ah, yeah. But a game that I, I am super crazy about the art style coming in at number nine is Darkest Dungeon. Mm-hmm. And I should clarify, I, I've, these are only games that were released during that generation. So like Spelunky, I played to death on my PS4, but I don't consider it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, I don't like, I, I, I understand that both those games came out in the last gen timeframe, but I consider them both, like I played them both on Steam, you know? So they're, sure. not, they're yeah. not like in my consideration set when we're talking about last gen, which is maybe unfair. Yep, totally get that. That's, this is just where I played these on my PS4. Coming at number seven, maybe a little bit controversial, Far Cry 5. <clears throat> I think that's, of all the Far Cries, I think it's my, been my favorite one, actually, even though it's I'm probably, most fans probably wouldn't say that's their favorite one. Mm. But more than Far much, Cry 3 plus like, Blood Dragon, huh? Um, more than Far, yes, yes, yes. Actually, yeah, Blood Dragon is a little bit overrated. Mm. Um, well, yeah, much like Elden Ring, and I just, I have like, I've, I've, created all these great memories playing through that game. I also have great memories when I think back of just like crazy fun stuff happening. Coming at number six, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Coming in at number five, I'm going to say Resident Evil 7. Although I probably like Village more, but I played Village on my PlayStation 5. Doesn't count. Yeah. 
Coming in at number five, fittingly, is Disgaea 5. <laughs> um, the Disgaea series is, is almost 20 years old now, and I think all the entries are very similar, high quality. Each new one just sort of like builds on, on the previous one and adds a, you know, a few new features. And so I think Disgaea 5 is probably the best the series ever was. Disgaea 6, most fans think, was a misstep. Coming in at number four, this is, this is the this <laughs> cream of the crop for me. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Oh, yeah, that uh, game is really good. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, coming at number three, I'm going to say this This was a little bit tough for me to figure out where everything would go, but I'm going to go God of War 2018, which would leave number two, Ghost of Tsushima, which I, was, I even surprised myself. I, I gave my number one favorite PlayStation 4 game to Dead Cells. Wow. Because it's, it's endlessly replayable. You, you know, it, it's so fun. It feels so good to play. It has probably the best pixel art I've ever seen. Um, I love it. Nice. Great, 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 great game. And it's included in the extra tier of all new PlayStation Plus. Man, last generation was pretty good, guys. It was. Yeah. It's tough for me to like, you know, Red Dead 2 came out. I can't believe this. It's, it was four years ago in wow. 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at this point, like there's not been a next or current gen version announced a PS5 or Xbox Series X version announced. But you have to imagine one's incoming. And if someone were kind of like thinking about playing that game, it's like you, you I'd advise someone to wait at this point. Right. I would and wait for what? Just, the, I, or I mean, yeah, I'd rather five. play it at 60 frames per second. Like, that's kind of where my head is at. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, I have an interest in replaying GTA 5 again, but it's like, you know, okay, that's coming to new consoles as well. Like, The Last of Us is being rumored to be remade a second time. Like, the, like I, I'm just sort of standing by, like, the PS4 and Xbox uh, One have been retired. So any games like that, that, that you know, I don't know. I, I just want to wait to play them again yeah. until I can play them with slightly yeah. better visual fidelity. Sure. That reminds me, going back to the class, the premium tier of all new PlayStation Plus, it includes Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare. Oh, I cool. love that game. Oh, which is awesome, but it doesn't include the original Red Dead Redemption, oh, just the expansion. <laughs> so it's just, it's just, it's strange. But you, well, Undead Nightmare is awesome, would be awesome to revisit. But maybe, maybe they're just calling, like maybe Undead Nightmare, maybe Red Dead 1 is in the umbrella of like Undead Nightmare. Or did they clarify that like, no, it's just the DLC? Like how would that even be possible? Well, it, it was standalone. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's just fun to think Weird. of it as standalone because it's like, it's the entire map. It's every weapon in the <laughs> game. It's like all that stuff, just plus a different storyline. It's really cool. Okay, this is Bruce. Bruce says, I have a question specifically for Sam. Are there any video game pinball games you recommend? A while ago, I discovered Demon's Tilt and absolutely loved it. Now that I put over 100 hours into it, I've been searching for something new. Haven't had much luck. Any help would be appreciated. Before Sam jumps into this, I have to say, Bruce, the bad news is that Demon's Tilt is probably Mm -hmm. the best one. You're probably not going to find something, a better video pinball game than Demon's Tilt. But I'd like, I would like to hear what Sam has to say. Yeah, sure. So uh, first of all, there's some weird ones. Yoko's Island Express is a fantastic pinball-inspired Metrovania. It's adorable, yeah. but it's also really challenging and fun and cool. And it just has a, a, everything about that game is fantastic. I love it. Um, but let me start by saying I think video pinball is terrible. And I think nobody's mm. gotten it right. And so the, the more far out and wacky things get, I think the better it is. So like Metroid Prime pinball is really fun because it's just like not really like anything else and there's stuff like that. So, but I'm not going to recommend any of that stuff because I still think with video pinball having issues, and I've played tons of Zen pinball and, you know, all those, all those various uh, packages that come out around movies and comics and stuff like that. Um, I, I just I don't I don't like them. I don't have I don't have a feel for them in the same way I have for pinball because I think pinball is a at its core a social activity and should be enjoyed with friends and you know maybe with some competition in there and stuff like that. So it's just hard to get that across the video. And then also I just think the physics are just way off. It's way too easy. Mm. Um, but um, so let me s- say then the best pinball machines ever designed were designed you know out of metal and wood and you can play those virtually and those are great. 
uh, because they teach you how to play those games and they teach you about pinball and they teach you the rules of pinball and like what it's all about. Um, the best version of those ever was a platform called Pinball Arcade that is now defunct. And it had games from Bally, Midway, uh, 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 and Stern, um, and Gottlieb, and like a huge amount of classic stuff. And they kind of lost their licenses for a bunch of cool stuff. And it's kind of gone now. So what happened was Zen bought the licenses to Bally Midway, or Bally Williams, I should say. Um, I tend to say Bally Midway because that was the name of the arcade company. But Williams and Bally made the best games in the 90s. So you can play about 20 games on their newest Pinball FX platform. And those include, like, let me look them up. I, I made, I, I, by the way, I made, uh, I, I, this is weird, this is coming up twice, because I intend, intentionally made a list of the best pinball machines in our <laughs> playlist platform that you can look up. I didn't, I didn't expect to bring up the other one. But uh, those are featured, if you go to IGN.com and go to playlist, I made a playlist of pinball machines. If you just click, click a playlist at the top of the thing. But anyway, the best Williams games for Zen Pinball are, like, Whitewater is fantastic. Um, I believe they have like a really classic stuff like Medieval Madness, Monster Bash, Attack from Mars. Like these games are like they're still like out of any games ever made, the best games ever. So like you, you, you got to check those out. You got to if you learn them, then you can go. There's a bonus part of this where you can go to you know your local arcade or bar or whatever and be awesome at them and understand them and get to know them there. And I use them as like you know a training platform to learn the intricate rules because people might not get this, but pinball is. Uh, basically every pinball machine is as deep as, you know, Elden Ring and its rules. They're insanely deep and crazy and they're there. It's impenetrably complicated. And you don't realize that because a lot of, you know, your first goal in pinball is as a player is keeping the ball going. Your second goal should be uh, as you develop the ability to play pinball is to get a multi-ball going because that's just fun and it scores really well. And then your third is, is, is learning the rule sets and the, and the, all the aspects of pinball. And I think playing these virtual pinball games are a very good way to do that. There's also some like, um, MAME type platforms, like pin MAME type stuff where you can play all these two and people do a really good job of digitizing the games visually. But again, nobody's getting the physics right at all. Everything feels floaty. Everything's going to feel different. And that's also like no pinball machine feels like another pinball machine. Like a Stern machine does not feel like a Williams machine and a Williams machine, uh, depending on how like crummy the operator is that, that the operator is the term that you use for the person that owns or fixes the machines in public. Um, they might feel different from one to an, another. Maybe the flippers feel bad or whatever. Anyway, rant over. A, a couple of things. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed Metroid prime pinball on the DS back in the day. Um, that developer, Fuse Games, made their own pinball game. They made a game called Pinball Pulse, The Ancient's Beckon. And oh. the only reason I know that, I didn't just recall that from mind, but it's a DSiWare title. And so the eShop oh. is shutting The eShop is shutting down. Like, you are running out of time to buy. Like, I, it came up because I saw it on a list of, like, you know, DSiWare, DSi, uh, DS eShop games that, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, access to them is going to be shut off. And so... Yeah. It's a really good pedigree. Fuse Games is the company, and they made this kind of little known. It's just a single table, like it's not some really crazy, uh, uh, you know, digital pinball platform or anything. But the company that made Metroid Prime Pinball, which is really well liked, made a lesser known digital pinball game that I think is worth a look. Um, you know, and then there's the classics, like there's Mario Pinball on um, what was it, the Game Boy Color, maybe? Um, yeah, is that and- one a motion tilting one? Maybe. And then there was Kirby. Um, what's the Kirby pinball game called on the OG Game Boy, the yeah, black and white one? I had a lot of fond memories with that, too. Um, I, I agree with Sam that if you're going to make if you're going to make a digital pinball game, lean into its digital nature and make it more video game like and get crazy and weird that's with it. And, tilt. Yeah, that's Demon's Tilt. Like do things that like you can don't just try to make a physical pinball table, yeah. but on a screen, like get really weird and video gamey with it. And that's what Demon's Tilt does so well. Um, do you remember I, when the, the game called inks kind of was being played in the office a lot? It's an iPhone game <clears throat> and it was another one I was going to recommend. It's a very artsy pinball game where you're kind of learning pinball skills and, and you're, you're just using the touch screen to flip, but it, it draws like ink lines mm-hmm. when the ball goes and it's just, it's beautiful. Like it, it just makes like really cool art from your pinball stuff, but it also like involves a lot of the skills that like that re- you're, you kind of are required to learn in real pinball. Here it is. Yeah, um, I play. I, and, I played. It's it good. Yeah, it's fun. 
But I'm still confused uh, where to play pinball video pinball today. It's, it's pinball, pinball FX, FX. Yeah, FX three. I think is the platform name now, and it's a yeah. Zen, Zen property. The, there I'm is looking at there's there a site right now. It says it's available now on the Epic Game Store, but coming to consoles in 2022. Well, yeah. it's not even out yet. The platform has been all over the place. Like it's been on Steam and on last gen. Con- I mean, you know, it's like some 10 year old platform that they keep updating and sort of redoing. Um, there was a big controversy that Sam alluded to where all those old classic tables are in Pinball Arcade and then Pinball Arcade lost the rights to all of them and they all went to Zen Pinball instead. But and like, so now, now I'm the, looking... The arcade had like dozens and dozens more. So it's like Zen isn't being like, you know, the, the exact same stewards as, as Pinball Arcade was. Yeah, it is a bummer. And I think the Pinball Arcade physics engine is a lot better too. It was. It had good angles I, to view it too. What's up, Damien? But I'm looking at Pinball Arcade on Steam right now. That's available to download, and then they have packs for. There's a Stern pack. There's a Gottlieb pack. Yeah, they yeah, but they, Williams. Yeah, they lost. They lost a lot of the. You know, I don't know, like forty or fifty of the classic tables. They lost the rights to sell them. I bought them all okay. before they. Before I spent a ludicrous sum of money to buy every single one yeah, before they were too. delisted. Yeah, I did too. The the Stern stuff is pretty good, and then the classic Gottlieb stuff. I mean, it's fine. It's, yeah, there's not. Uh, okay. There's, there's no so, famous Gottlieb games that you have to play. The situation on how to play video pinball today is confusing. It's not confusing. No, it's not. It's it's Zen pinball. That's the only way to play the old classic tables in digital form. But that's not even out yet. It says coming to PS5, PS4, 2022. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I've only played on PC, so. Yeah, it's on. It's been on. I mean, it's been on every, like, it's on Switch. It's been, like, that, that Zen pinball and pinball FX have been around for I don't know, yeah. 15 years. Yeah, that's why, I mean, I know, and that's why it's confusing to me. I yeah. think I, well, I think that's say, a misnomer, Damon. I think you can play those on console. I'll, I'll look into it. You think they just haven't updated the, the website? Yes. Maybe, maybe that's true. Yes. <laughs> um, but what's not confusing is Demon's oh. Tilt is amazing, and I would recommend, Bruce, if you like that game, if you have a way to play the TurboGrafx-16 games that it is inspired by, which yeah, is Alien Demon, Crush yeah, Demon and Crush. Devil, Devil, Devil's, uh, Crush. Devil's Crush. Yeah, yeah. those are great. Um, very, very cool. Very in the same vein as uh, Demon Still. Okay, this is Matthew in Baltimore. He says, I am emailing in hopes to learn something. Almost 10 years ago, I acquired a PlayChoice 10 tabletop arcade. Are we doing it all, are we? Yeah. Cool. I, I have mean, so much show and tell for this one. I don't know if I've seen a <clears throat> tabletop uh, PlayChoice 10. Oh, anyway, gosh. a local bar was looking to upload, unload the machine because it was not in working condition. condition. I picked it up for a measly 50 bucks and started to research common issues. I discovered that the buttons and joystick needed a deep clean. After getting the machine in working order, I enabled the play for free feature. Life happened and I had to keep the machine in storage for a few years. I recently got it back out and have re-fallen in love. Are you or any of the fine guests of the show able to provide some information about this arcade cabinet? I'm finding it hard to locate information like how popular they were, where they are now, what games are available, and how easy it is to switch and add games. I just want to know more about this thing that brings me so much joy. Emailing you game experts seems like a logical next step in gaining as much knowledge as possible. Thank you all. And I appreciate everything you do. Cool. I wish you would have sent yeah. his game list. So uh, PlayChoice came in a couple different uh, configurations and it was both a test market machine for the NES uh, and then also an arcade platform by which, you know, you could make additional money off of NES games. Uh, there's slight differences to the NES games. They all have a, a instruction menu that an NES game wouldn't have. Some have other differences, like Mike Tyson's Punch-Out has a battery save in it, which saves your initials over time, for example. So uh, the, the platform itself, though, came in, in several iterations. One of them is this tabletop one he's talking about. That's by far the rarest, I would say. Now, that's not a cocktail table. It actually sits on top of a bar. It's like a bar top, mm. single screen with two little janky little joysticks they're like little sticks and um they're the it's an equivalent um place uh i I guess the imprint in a bar would be similar to like a touch screen machine from the early 2000s remember those so it's just like you know it's like a monitor controllers uh but that came in other configurations that you probably have seen one of them uh i have two types of them one i have in the arcade here at free gold watch it's a dual monitor one it has actually has two crt monitors one on top of each other one has the instructions and menu at the top and then one has a uh, the gameplay on the bottom and then there's a single monitor version as well there's also a whole another system called nintendo versus which i won't get into which came in the red tent format and the upright cabinet format but the play choice system has 10 games in it 
usually called Play Choice 10, uh, dual monitor, single monitor. Uh, and here's what they look like. You would get <clears> a, uh, a, a carton. This is a sealed Play Choice game. A pin box. That's one game? Of, yeah, this is one game. Uh, and it came sealed in these little cardboard boxes. And inside them, once you open them up, they have a sign, a marquee. It says new game. And what the game is. <laughs> and they're, they're 1942. Yeah. And so, and, and uh, you put this on top of your machine. I have like, you know, at my, my home one, I have a, sing- a single monitor and I have 10 of them on top there. At the arcade, we don't put them up because the signs go for hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Uh, they're very expensive. Uh, like a Yonoid sign might set you back 300 bucks. That's right. I said Yonoid. Here's what the games look like. So they have a different sort of edge connector than an NES or a, uh, a Famicom game. And they're just little, cir- they're just little ROM, uh, ROMs on a circuit board. And they come in different uh, configurations. You can see this one's Hogan's Alley. Well, maybe you can't see it. It's hard to see. But this ha- had actually had a light gun because Duck Hunt, Hogan's Alley, games like that, you could actually hook up a light gun. It's a different, it's not a zapper. It's like a funny, like mm. built to be messed with gun on a chain that hooks up to the machine. Mm. Again, have that one at the arcade here. Um, and it's like, they're, they're orange. They're funny. They're like, more like revolvers. So, and then this is what he's asking about. This is, this, this is all out. I didn't get this out for the show because I just swapped games at the arcade this past weekend. I added some new games into it. And sorry, it's in a little static bag here. So this is, this is the play choice. And you can see here, cool. these are the games. So there's, there's a bunch of empty slots here because I mm-hmm. have to put them back in. And there's some long ones and some short ones. And yeah, you have to take this all out of the game. There's like two edge connectors and a few other uh, things to kind of get out of your way. And then you take this whole thing out carefully. Don't set it on a blanket or anything that has a static surface. And then you uh, can replace your games. And you can buy these games on, I'd recommend, there's a great online forum, a Facebook forum, uh, a Facebook group called like Play Choice Owners Buy and Trade or something. People have pretty fair prices on there. They're all over eBay. I bought them all, uh, all the games I wanted before they went totally astronomically expensive. But I also have bought these cabinets more than the ones I own now to get the games out of them. And then I just flip the cabinets because the games are so valuable. Um, there's some games that are, you know, hundreds of dollars, but there's many games that are 25 bucks or 50 bucks, you know, Super Mario mm-hmm. Brothers is going to be 50 bucks or 75 bucks or something. So, um, you know, you can buy those games and, and deck out your machine. So what I'd like to hear from this owner is what games came with his machine. It's, it's super interesting. Uh, you can swap those out by buying ones. And then there's a homebrew scene now, which has really cool stuff where you can buy like you can buy like an all in one cart, not an all in one cartridge, but a cartridge that has multiple games in it. Those are fine. But they also will put there's people that will put a, you know, a, give you a new ROM set for like a certain card. Like I like I can take 1942 and make it into DuckTales, for example which is mm. a much better game than 1942 on the NES. Um, <laughs> any questions? How how many games were released for PlayChoice? Oh, I'd say 60 or 70. Interesting. And so, I played one of these back in the day. So Super Mario Brothers 3 was tested in these cabinets. Um, and I, I remember seeing it and being like, holy shit, there's mm-hmm. a Super Mario Brothers 3? And it was, you know, new game and you could play it. And, you know, that that one was just like in my, you know, Aladdin's castle in the Capitol Mall in Iowa City. Games used to just appear from yes, Japan. They yes, they did. Um, well, Matthew in Baltimore, uh, if you could uh, send a follow up email, let us know what games are in your play choice. Sin. Sam would very much like to know. Indeed. And that brings us to video game 20 questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Paul. It's from a place in the UK. Let's see if I can pronounce it. Dagenham? Probably Dagenham. That's my guess. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing your hometown. We uh, let, <laughs> let the questioning begin. By the way, this, as we were talking, I was looking up Pinball FX3 on Steam, Damon, just to, you know, okay. you're talking about the platform and it being confusing. At some point, I have no memory of this. It must have been during a Steam sale, but I own hundreds of dollars in Pinball FX3 <laughs> DLC. <laughs> like, it gives you a list of like what packs you own and what packs you don't have. Like the Marvel pack, I own it. All the Star Wars packs. So that's good. I think I'll reinstall that. Thanks, past cool. me. <laughs> cool. Bethesda pinball apparently was a thing. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know, David. I don't. I don't. I don't have any answers for you. It says that there's a there's a, a Fallout and Doom and Elder Scrolls pinball table. The portal ones are cool. 
Yeah, I have the Portal 1 too. I'm pumped. I'm going to go install all these. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to derail 20 questions, but I wanted to I wanted to share. No, I now I kind of want to play Bethesda Pinball. Yeah. They're really muddy um, and crappy looking from that era, unfortunately. They don't, they don't pull up very well. All right. Let the questioning begin. But did this game come out in the 90s? No. Is this game on the PlayStation revealed PlayStation Plus revealed list? I'm glad you asked that. And no. Oh, nice. Rude. <laughs> um, is it from after the 90s? Yes. Is it? Can you play it on the Switch? No. Is it a platform exclusive? No. And that's five. Mm-hmm. Is it an indie game? No. Hmm. We haven't used this question in a while, which is, could this have been in a theoretical E3 press conference? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, like, I mean, I I guess it's really confusing in modern days. (laughs) Uh, Yes, this could have appeared. Judging by 2019 standards, I suppose. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say yes to that question. Okay. So from a, could have been hyped by a major publisher. Uh, you remember when like, you remember when like Ringo came out and showed off a rock band, the Beatles, the Beatles, (laughs) Ringo and Paul McCartney. I don't and they were just that. like, did they get them to do that? That's yes. crazy. Yeah. And he said something really awkward. Like, yeah. like yep. I, I, I've always wanted to see myself as an Android. Yep. That's cool. exactly, <laughs> that's exactly right. That's exactly the quote. It was incredible. And they didn't play the game. They just stood there and nope. talked for a minute. And then they're like, okay, goodbye. Ringo Starr and Paul McCartney. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. So many crazy things. In 2008, Ubisoft <laughs> had James Cameron on just to talk about Avatar for like 30 minutes. He didn't yep. bring a trailer or anything. No. Nope. He was just telling people what, like, yep. he's just describing what the Navi look like. There's these 10 foot tall blue yeah. people. Like, Well, that's great. They okay. can just reuse that clip for the future when they go into detail about that game. Holy crap. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, is Was this game developed in the United States? Um, no. Mm-hmm. It must be Canadian. Yeah, I know. <laughs> With that hesitation. Uh, is this a, uh, um, let me think. Um, is this an RPG, a sports game, or an action game? Mm, one of those. Yes. Was it developed by Bioware? Shot in the dark? Was it developed by Bioware? No. That's 10. Let's hope for a lucky streak. Yeah, I know. Well, so it it probably isn't an RPG then, right? That's what I was kind of going with, like Canada Mm -hmm. RPG potential. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could still be an RPG, though. Yeah, it could be like Deus Ex. It could be like Eidos Montreal. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, is this an RPG? No. Darn it. <laughs> is, it an, is it an action game? Yes. Okay. There we go. Is there multiplayer in this game? No. Mm. Do you play as a human? Yes. Single player only. I don't know. It could be like a Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. Especially the multi platform could be an E3 stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Did one of those Tomb Raiders have a weird multiplayer mode in it? I, I knew obviously the Uncharted games did. They weren't that weird. They were fun. But like, you know, people don't, don't think about them now. Is this um, part, of, part of a series? Yes. And that's 15. Damn. Jeez. All right. Well, we're bound. Do you play as a woman? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's feeling good now. 
what a, what a title shift. <laughs> yeah, so it's probably like, yeah, I mean, so let's see. If it's after 2000, I don't think any of the Tomb Raiders appeared on the Switch, but after 2000, so it can't be like the earliest, like two, there's three eras of Tomb Raider, right? There's the OG era, and it can't be that. Then there was the first reboots that were like, what? I don't even know. Like, what? Tomb Raider Legend and then with Underworld. Is that right? Um, and then the three, the modern trilogy. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those two. It's from either it's from either the second era or third era of Tomb Raider. I don't know how to, like, narrow it down. Well, I mean, knowing it's a Tomb Raider game would be helpful. Yeah. Well, I guess that's a good point. I am. I did. We're just assuming. Yeah. I. But it totally is. But we're yeah. We're like at the end of this. So. At the end of our line of questioning. <clears throat> would, would this game be considered a reboot? Um. <laughs> uh oh. No, not well. Um, <laughs> okay. No. No. <laughs> This game would not be considered a reboot. So it's I the see. second Tomb Raider. Yeah, so it's Shadow of the Tomb Raider or um, what's the third one called? Rise. Rise mm-hmm. of the Tomb Raider. But, um, but Shadow Shadow started as an Xbox exclusive, right? And then obviously yeah. eventually. Yep. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's one of those two. Assuming it's Tomb Raider. How many more questions do we have left? Yeah, do we need to ask if it's a Tomb Raider game before we work this? Two questions and a guess. Or we could do, um, have we said the name of this game yet? Yeah, let's do that. Go for it. Have we said said the name of this game yet, Damon? Yes. Okay. I don't know how, so it's either Shadow of the Tomb Raider or Rise of the Tomb Raider. uh, Yeah, so do those all come out on the Xbox One? Yeah, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Is this the and, second in a reboot series is a way we could ask that? Yeah, that's pretty lame. But that's, I mean, I can't think of anything better. Okay. Yeah, do it. Is this the second in a reboot series? No. Okay. Well, it, what's the third one called? Is, is it Rise guess. of the Tomb Raider? <laughs> is it? Is that? That's what it's called, right? It's called Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. Now I feel I like I'm I like... I think it's Shadow is the third one. No. Maybe. That does make sense. <laughs> I, are we allowed to look it up? There's that cheating. No. <laughs> we know what game it is. I think I think it's. Can we call a friend? Google. No, I think Rise is the third one, isn't it? Okay. We know well, what game a, it is. It's the third one, though. It's the third <laughs> one. If, if we don't have the name right, I'm going to send this to the commission. <laughs> we could Tina, take Tomb Raider Tina, three. Tina, right. which one is it? Yeah, Shadow's I, the second I think one, it's I think. Shadow. He thinks it's Rise. Tina, you just be the tiebreaker and we'll win or lose. It's not your fault either way. Oh, man. Um, I want to say Rise, but I genuinely do not trust my memory. I think it's Rise because that's the whole, like, the ga- like she ends the game being, like, the Tomb Raider yeah. that you all know and, like, and I, you know. I feel like I remember that being more recent, so right. it should be the third one. Okay. Is it Rise of the Tomb Raider? No. No. Oh no. Rewind. Rewind. Wait. <laughs> Did I do it backwards? Yes. You got them switched up. You're going to have a lot of people yelling at their earbuds and screens this episode. I didn't yell. Yeah, we, we, we use the girls. rewind ability. We use the rewind <laughs> ability. <laughs> yeah. All right. Do it again, Justin. Do it again. It Is it Shadow Tomb Raider, of the Tomb Raider? Rise of the Tomb Raider, Shadow uh, of the Tomb Raider. Samus right. Yeah. We My get bad. it confused because of Rise of Skywalker. It threw it all off. Yeah. Yeah, Sam, Sam was never confused. He had it right the whole time. I, I thought for sure Rise was the third one. No, that was I, the third one. I, I still put this in the win column. We knew, <laughs> yeah, we knew it was the third game well, in the yeah, reboot We'll see series. what the wiki does. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens to the wiki. <laughs> it's, a, it's a wiki. I'll just edit it. <laughs> nice. I, though I do agree with Justin that it's, Rise sounds like it should have been the last right? one. Right? I agree with Tina that That's like fine. it sounds like that was the more recent like, yeah, I just feel like I played it more recently than the others, but the, I mean, the end of Shadow is is totally bonkers too. Yeah, but that that yeah. that's a, like the counter argument is that Shadow is the really dark plotted of the mm. three new games, and so it makes sense that maybe that's Shadow because she takes that weird well, shadowy you, turn. Even in that's that game. thrown off by Star Wars, though, right? Because Empire is the dark one. Yeah. Well, there's, and there's Shadow of the Empire, right? <laughs> Is yes. that a game? Yes. Am I, yes. Am I yes it's up? the Nintendo 64 uh, launch window Star Wars game. 
This is why we need to just stick stick to Tomb Raider 1, Tomb Raider 2, Tomb Raider 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reboot Tomb Raider 1, reboot Tomb Raider 3. Yep. Yeah. I like the Rebo- reboot clue, though. That got us back on track. Yeah. Yeah. Or a, a spectacular pivot. fail at the end. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's pretty good. <laughs> this one's not a reboot. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would play these games again. Are they like I don't it, like video games have gotten like there's so much video game history and so many ports and remakes and redos and like you know upscale like like is it is it easy to play like Tomb Raider the rebooted Tomb Raider two and three in 2022 like is it on Game Pass? Nobody knows. Um, no, I don't think they're on Game Pass. You know they they were all even the first one was remastered for PS4, so they're all on PS4. Remember yeah. the, all look good the late part of the first one, you're like in rivers of blood by the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. I think the first one's still the best. I think, I think it's kind of like the Batman Arkham situation where yep. it's a little bit more contained on that Island and yeah. seems to work better. She's not globe trying all over the world. Right. Mm-hmm. But you don't agree really with that though. with Arkham though, right? What's what? I, no, that's why I like Arkham Asylum. Okay. I thought you were in the, on the city team city. Oh no, 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 no. I'm team Asylum. Okay. I'm, I'm team city for sure. Mm-hmm. Two is still really um, good. I don't think I finished three. Oh, wait, of Arkham or Tomb Raider? Tomb Raider, sorry. Yeah. The, the first two are great. The third one gets a little long in the tooth. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. And like Sam was saying, story-wise, goes completely off the rails. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, thank you for the suggestion. Who is this from once again? This was from Paul and Dagenham in the UK. <laughs> Maybe. Remember, <laughs> viewers and listeners, if you have your own uh, 20 questions, suggestions for us, email them to me at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. That is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Thank you, Tina. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Justin. Thank you to Tayo, working behind the scenes to make this episode possible. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop. We're out. Evil, super powerful robot. Evil, super powerful robot. Evil. Super powerful robot evil. Super powerful evil. Super powerful robot evil. Super powerful robot evil. Super powerful robot evil. Super powerful.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.